Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today's text from the Word of God comes from 1 Corinthians 10, 1-14 and gives a warning against idolatry. Paul writes this to the church in Corinth and to us as well. Verse 1. For I do not want you to become unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil, as they did. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality, as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents nor grumble, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore let anyone who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overcome you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Many people have phrases or statements or words of wisdom they often repeat to remind others and themselves of things of importance. If you think of a coach or a teacher or even a parent, I'm sure there are certain catchphrases that come to mind for each one. If we would have been able to spend time with Paul, I believe one of the catchphrases we would have associated with him would have been, finish strong. Throughout his writings, Paul is adamant about the need to finish what God has planned for us and to be aware and alert to the dangers around us, these things that can get in the way of finishing strong. In today's text, Paul uses the example of Israel's experience during the exodus from Egypt to illuminate this point. He reminds them of the blessings God bestowed on Israel during the Exodus. Just look at them. In verse 1, our fathers passed under the cloud. We see this in Exodus 13. God gave this cloud of Shekinah, which is just a Hebrew word for dwelling or settling, and it signifies the glory of the divine presence of God. This cloud sheltered them from the desert sun during the day and burned during the night as a pillar of fire. It constantly served as a reminder that God was with them. Later on in verse 1, we see that he mentions that they passed through the sea, baptized into Moses. And in Exodus 14, we saw God's incredible power as they looked at the walls of water to their right and to their left, and they crossed between them on dry ground. Think about that. Visualize what that looked like. You're walking, and there's water on your left and on your right, and you're walking on dry ground. 
This not only showed God's incredible power, but it also symbolized the baptism we receive. By passing through water, the Israelites were identifying with Moses. And by passing through the waters of baptism, a Christian is identifying as a follower of Jesus. In verses 3 and 4, we see Paul mention that they all ate the same spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink. In Exodus 16 and 17, we know God continually provided for Israel during the wilderness. How neat is it that Paul shows us that in these verses, Israel took part in a baptism and meal provided by God. Think about how that foreshadows what we do today when we are baptized into Christ and when we commune with him through the Lord's Supper. In verse 4, Paul mentions a spiritual rock following the Israelites. And there's debate if this was an actual rock or a stream or what it might have been. But no matter what, we know Jesus was with them providing for their needs. Israel had all of these incredible blessings in verses 1 through 4. And yet in all these things, we see that in verse 5, God was not pleased. You would think these blessings would lead to thankfulness, joyfulness, gratitude. Yet we see that it didn't. And every one of these Israelites except Joshua and Caleb never made it out of the wilderness alive. Even with the blessings and the presence of God, they still never entered into all that God had planned for them. So what? Why does it matter? It doesn't have anything to do with us, right? Paul would say it absolutely does. He's laid the groundwork and is telling us that they should serve as our examples and we should learn from their mistakes and failings so we don't repeat them ourselves. In the previous chapters of this book, we see that the Corinthian Christians had the same problem we have, not being able to tell ourselves no. The Corinthian Christians were leading other Christians into sin because they wouldn't say no to meat sacrificed to idols. It tastes so good. It's not really hurting anyone. Everyone has to decide for themselves. Just because I'm doing it doesn't mean they have to. Do what I say, not what I do. Don't you wonder how many of these thoughts went through the minds of the Corinthian Christians? How many of those thoughts run through your mind when you are faced with a temptation of greed or gossip or gluttony or lust or laziness or selfishness or pride or apathy? or whatever it is with which you struggle. Let's be honest with each other. We all struggle with temptation. And for most of us, it seems like a trap from which we'll never escape, a burden that's almost too heavy to bear. Well, Paul tells you that's not true. That's what Satan wants you to think, but don't believe it. There's always a way out, every time, no exceptions. Right now, think of a promise God has broken. Go ahead and try. I'll wait. Actually, I won't, because you won't be able to think of one. God always keeps his promises, and he is faithful. You just need to turn to him, to run to him, and to ask him to show you the way to escape. That's why memorizing and reflecting on Scripture is so important. It's the weapon Jesus used to combat his temptation, to show where his true allegiance lied, and to refocus his mind and heart. Follow his example. Be like Jesus. In verse 13 of today's reading, we also see that God will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. I was walking through the woods one day, not really paying much attention to what was around me, and I came upon a mother bear sitting with her cubs. 
She was sitting about 15 feet from where I was standing, and I could tell by looking at her that I needed to make my way somewhere else very quickly or it was not going to go well for me. Not to oversimplify things, but there are parallels to God and the mama bear in the woods. If one of the cubs wandered off from the den in the presence of the mama bear, they could encounter dangers and traps that could overpower them. But as soon as they ran back to their den and sought that protection, the mama bear would fight for them to the death. And that's exactly what God did for you. He fought for you. He died for you. But thanks be to God that that isn't the end of the story. He rose from the grave and conquered death, and you have the ability to claim that victory in him as well. God knows our limitations, and he will protect us from being tempted beyond what we can take. Let that sink in. God knows our limitations, and he will protect us from being tempted beyond what we can take. That's wonderful news. It means that no matter the temptation you are facing today, no matter how impossible it seems to escape, you are able to stand firm because God is with you. Jesus withstood temptation, and he will empower you to remain faithful as well. You will be tempted. That's the truth, as painful as it is. You will be tempted. We all will. But the next time temptation comes along, look for the escape, the way out. God will provide.